Welcome to the Libertarian Leadership Academy podcast. This podcast is specifically created for libertarian candidates and activists looking to reach their full potential. All of our guests have insights and strategies to help us win elections because the only way we'll be able to give people more opportunity, freedom, and happiness is through getting elected to positions of power and rolling back intrusive and authoritarian laws and ordinances. Today, our guest is Don Myers. Don was first elected to Moses Lake City Council in 2015 and is now serving his second term. Don has served as the vice chair for the Libertarian Party of Washington, and he was also the first candidate that I coached who won their election. Um, Don, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know it's been a while since we've had a conversation like this. I'm really excited uh, to talk to you, though, about what you've been up to. For those of you who don't know, Don is on his second term in Moses Lake City Council, and uh, he's now like pushing back, or at least starting to push back against some of the COVID restrictions coming down from Inslee. But before we get into that, I actually want to talk about your philosophy behind, you know, what you do and how you vote on the city council. So, and this is one of the reasons why I admire you so much because you've been someone that uh, always pretty much does the right thing even when you are the lone no vote on your city council. So what inner belief drives you to do the right thing even when the rest of your city council is against you? Uh, well, one thing is that uh, even if you are just one person, you have to be able to speak your mind. And uh, I want to encourage anybody who's thinking about running for council or any elected office, there are people out there that will thank you for it. Um, a lot of people say it's a thankless job, but I really strive to get that one person that will just say thank you for standing up for me. Thank you for being the voice um, when they can't. So that's uh, one thing that's really kept kept me going is just those, those single people that, that reach out and say thank you uh, for standing up for liberty because uh, there's people that are hungry for it. And uh, whether it be yeah. against tax increases or, or expanding um, um, your civil liberties or uh, pushing back against the state government, that's been uh, quite quite aggressive in their uh, mandates uh, when it comes to this uh, pandemic. I'm very thankful that you are taking a stand. You know, you're one of. I think it's like 276 elected libertarians from around the country. Now, obviously there's other elected officials that lean libertarian. So let's talk about when you ran for city council. Cause when you ran for city council, you were only 26 years old. You were brand new to politics for the most part. You were running against an incumbent and you, you ended up beating him, right? In the third vote count, you ended up pulling ahead. What did you do to help you get elected i was i feel more personal uh, i reached out um, i did the door knocking i did um, uh, all the events that i could go to in the community uh, i was involved in all that um, i was just present in person uh, relatable and approachable where anybody can come and talk about issues and we wouldn't argue We'd find common ground and, and talk about the issues that they um, were felt passionate about. And if we can agree on uh, where they wanted to go, then 
we aligned ourselves in that. If not, then we switch topics and get to something that we could agree on. So, <laughs> um, you know, that was something unique about your campaign. I remember talking to you about this specific thing is not arguing with people and you really just focused on finding common ground, even if you had to go through a couple issues to find it. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, well, you know, if they were talking about uh, police reform, um, finding out, you know, what they wanted to change, uh, and if we can agree on whatever it may be, um, I'm trying to think of some, some specifics here. Um, I know when I was running, it was uh, the hot topic was the city manager just got fired, uh, and it was questionable on the legality of it. So a lot of people were um, in favor of the city manager at that time. So I would align myself and be like, yeah, you know, they did do it in a questionable way. Um, you know, I don't agree with how they did it, even though I agreed with the fact that the city manager did get fired. I, I wasn't in favor of him. Um, but for the most part, if I would talk to somebody about that topic, I could at least agree that the council of the time didn't terminate him in the, in the right way. And they were, you know, gotcha. uh, excited that at least I agreed with them on that so that I would stand up for the right thing. And they felt that I was uh, going to be a good voice for them at least. Gotcha. So there was a great quote that you brought up. Uh, during your speeches on this topic right here. And I believe it was, and I'm probably gonna butcher it, but it's something that I want everyone paying, paying attention to this, to understand and to memorize, right? Uh, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. You got it. Do you remember that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's actually from a book um, called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And if, uh, if the yes. listeners here haven't read that book yet, um, it is a book that will help you in your campaign beyond your belief in, in business and personal relationships. Um, strongly recommended. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've read that book 20 times. So <laughs> it's something that libertarians need more of, right? Because a lot of times we're very aggressive. And I know I, I fall into that category too at times. But you know, to understand that when you're running for office, you're not in power yet. And for us to do anything of substantial significance, we have to get elected, right? So maybe once you're elected, you could be a little more aggressive, but when you're running for office, you have to find common ground. And I think your strategy of just finding whatever topic you agree on, you know, while maintaining, you know, your credibility and your principles you know just like when you're talking about the city manager you didn't sacrifice your principles you just said yeah i think it was questionable the way that they fired him right versus you know just arguing no he needed to go he needed to go you know you, you were able to get people on your side and i think you know that really helped you only won by 16 votes so you know in your case and in a lot of these local races every vote matters Mm -hmm. the, our uh, current election that's happening right now in the primary, uh, it was getting down to within like five votes of being kicked out wow. of the primary. So we're waiting. Uh, it's kind of a nail biter. Um, somebody that I'm really pushing for um, is barely squeaking by. So we're hoping for the best uh, August 17th. So uh, I'm watching it pretty closely. 
that the last vote count? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, for, for those who don't know Don, when he ran for office, um, he was behind in the first election results. He caught up a bit in the second election results that came in. And then the third vote count that came in, he barely, you know, jumped ahead by 16 votes. So every vote does matter in these local races. Now, let's talk about what's happening currently, what's going on right now. And you you have brought something up to me and I, I want you to talk about it on what you're doing as far as the state overreach with the COVID mandates. So um, the city manager uh, has been pushing pretty heavily and she quoted herself saying she's a rule follower that we are mandated indoors to wear masks, vaccinated or not. Um, and it's coming down to as well, the vaccines. Um, I know as, on a city level that the firefighters are under uh, healthcare, uh, the healthcare workers. So they're gonna be mandated to have the vaccine. So myself and another council member have been pretty adamant on, we need to push back. We need to draw a line in the sand and say enough's enough. This is, we're here to protect our citizens, but it has been quite the battle. The attorneys are saying, you know, there's a lot of risk in that. Uh, our insurance is gonna drop us and not cover. If there's any lawsuits that come from it, uh, we could be held personally liable for any lawsuits that come from somebody getting sick uh, if the city was negligent. So there's some, some pretty big risks, um, but we've been pushing. We had a little mini protest and refused to wear a mask in this last meeting, uh, at least a couple of us. And it took uh, mm -hmm. the city manager to motion to us to put our mask on. And then uh, uh, the, the police chief come up and tried to get us to put a mask on. And finally the mayor was like, hey, you know, you need to put the mask on or you can leave and, and go on Zoom. Uh, we decided to fold at that point and uh, see if we can at least bring it to the public attention. So we did put our mask on at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, but we did make a big win in my opinion that uh, our next council meeting, we will be having a public discussion where any citizens uh, can come in and, and make testimony on why okay. we should uh, have uh, uh, be a sanctuary city, you can call it that, against the governor's orders when it comes to mask mandates and the vaccine. So I'm excited to see Good. the public come out and I'm going to be trying to stir up some, some support for people to come in and, and say enough's enough. I want to get some insight from you because you're probably in contact with your local county health department and I don't know if there's a city health officer, um, but why is it that the government only talks about masks and vaccines when there's been all these studies showing that the people who get really sick with COVID, like 78% or 72% have a, a vitamin D deficiency? right? Or they have multiple comorbidities, they're obese, they have diabetes, they, they have asthma, they have these other underlying issues. Why is it that they're only pushing masks and vaccines and they're not pushing for people to take vitamin D, to get healthy, to stop eating foods that are inflammatory like sugar? And you know, COVID is an inflammatory disease. It causes inflammation in the lungs. That, that block out the ability to get oxygen. So how come the local and state health departments aren't talking about getting healthy versus just taking a vaccine? You know, in my opinion, um, I think they're just an echo chamber. 
Um, they're just uh, reiterating what they're being told from uh, officials that are higher up from them. Um, and just kind of going with the flow. I don't think that a lot of these uh, health officials are really, I guess, brave enough to stand up, you know, because they may lose their jobs. It's a lot of risk. So if they got somebody else sure. that's saying it, um, they're kind of covered under that versus is taking the liability on themselves and, and doing what's right. Gotcha. So your path forward, obviously you're in your second term. You're not up for election this time around. Um, what, what are you looking to do over the next couple of years? Uh, well, this current election is going to be pretty uh, pivotal. Uh, there's some very strong candidates that are leading in the races that are pro-business, pro-liberty, small government. Um, there's four seats open on our council and the people that are leading, I'm excited for. Um, there's going to be some drastic changes if they oh, do good. get elected. So we'll see some pretty cool things. You know, I've been thinking about uh, putting in for the mayor position that I can at least push back because at that position I can push back against the city manager and, and uh, set the agenda and, and kind of control the meeting without her just saying, no, we can't do this or can't do that or we have to follow these rules or these rules. Trying to bring some of the power back to the local level uh, as it was intended to be. So, that, you know, within the next two years, that's that's what I'm looking at. That is very exciting. I hope you go down that path. If you do go down that path, make sure and reach out so I can help drum up some support. So everyone listening right now, just prepare for that. Don will need some uh, donations. Thank you so much. Yeah, is there anything else going on right now that you'd like to talk about? I'm just encouraging everybody that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a political world and with this virus, uh, you can look and, and based on people's voting histories, you can tell which way they're gonna stand on the issue. Um, there's so many people that don't want this pandemic to be political, but it is. We kind of have to play that game in order to take it back and put it back in the hands of the people. Uh, so don't get discouraged and, and keep up that fight. Um, and then don't lose sight of all the other things that are happening around uh, when it comes to on the local level. We're dealing with uh, zoning laws at the moment and up upgrading or uh, updating our comprehensive plan. We're looking at changing a bunch of ordinances. We're uh, going through our parks and recreation comprehensive plan. We're looking at streets. I mean, there's so much that you can, you can kind of feel overwhelmed, but you have to remember um, that we're trying to work for the citizens. We're gonna do what we can to keep the government small and, and keep things affordable and, and at least make uh, our community a place that people wanna live and work and play. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. If you're watching this at home and you're considering running for office, please do. Don, I know there was a video that we put out on, uh, it was a speech that you gave on how you won. Uh, and you did talk about the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, I remember, uh, you know, calling you on the phone and talking to you and it's every day you had a plan to go out and talk to people, whether it was to go to a local event, whether it was to knock on doors. And I remember you were working two jobs at the time and some days you just went out for an hour or mm -hmm. for a half an hour and did some door knocking and then went, went to your next job, you yeah. know? But it, it was that mindset that you had that every person was important and that every person mattered. Is there anything that you'd like to touch on as far as strategies? I know it's COVID season, right? And 
maybe going door to door, do you still recommend that or you recommend something else? Uh, around here, people are still answering. I've been helping a few of those people that I, like I've been talking about uh, for the local nice. races here. People are answering. People are done with this pandemic. They're done with the shutdowns. They want to get back. <laughs> um, they realize yeah. that it's not just going to go away with the vaccine. It's possibility it could be more like the flu, you know, where it's going to be a seasonal type thing. It's something we're going to have to adjust to, but I don't think uh, uh, isolating ourselves is the way to go. So definitely um, going to all the events, uh, door knocking, um, all those things where you're personal, yep. it seems to be winning in elections. Well, good. That's really good to hear because it shows that you're courageous and the people need someone with courage like yourself to go around and i really hope the other candidates that you're rooting for win uh so they could so you got some more backup on the city council okay. now if they win would you have a majority yes yes we awesome have that's a great to hear like i said there's gonna be some drastic changes come january at least here in moses lake <laughs> very cool maybe you could share with me some of their uh websites or whatever and then i can post it and I don't know if they need donations to help, but we could possibly post their information. Because I, I understand that once you get a majority on the city council, you could pretty much do whatever you want as far as getting ordinances passed or repealed, right? Tax increases will be stopped, you know? So it's very exciting to hear that. Uh, the two right now, um, I don't have their websites in front of me, but uh, Dustin Swartz, is uh, up for primary. He's actually running against uh, the, a previous mayor. And then Judy Madewell is running against the current mayor. Um, and we, ha we have a weak mayor, uh, city manager type government. Um, but yeah. those are the two right now that need the most help. So if you uh, wanna look them up and, and help them financially, I know they would greatly appreciate it. Awesome. Well, Don, thank you so much for taking time out of your Sunday to chat with me. And I wish you the best in this upcoming fight against uh, the state government. So, Oh, yes, we need you. all the help and support we can get. Thank you so much for listening. I'm sure you got some value from our guest today. Now, if you're thinking of running for office, currently running for office, or know someone running for office, please visit libertarianleadership.org. We have a free downloadable campaign success workbook. We have a complete online training academy, and we offer one-on-one -on -one campaign coaching and personalized subconscious reprogramming for those people looking to overcome fears of public speaking, fears of fundraising, fears of going door to door and talking to strangers, or even fears of making a short video like this. So every single one of us has the ability to become an amazing candidate and promoter of libertarianism. Please take advantage of our resources. Our mission is to help you reach your full potential.